My name is Tuchuko. I currently head products at Flex Finance. Okay for a fintech. It's hard, bro. Because this morning, it's like you have um, regulations hitting you. And the other morning, you have this and you have that. Even developing fintech products. Fintech products, at some point, can be very complex. Not just how your design is implemented. What's the impact of the solutions that you're bringing? So that's where product comes into place. Setting the, um, looking at the intersection between the user needs, the business goals, and the technology, uh, technological constraints. Yeah. So, would this actually impact people? How are people using it? What's the feedback? You have to be concerned about that. Hello and welcome to Teen Tech, the podcast for tech enthusiasts. If this is your first time listening to the episode, we also have a four-minute trailer that gives an overview to the podcast. I strongly recommend you listen to that before you start listening to the podcast. And if you've done that, we can jump right in. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to this episode. Um, on today's episode of the podcast, I have um, a wonderful guest on the podcast. Yeah, um, on the podcast today, we have Tochiko on the podcast. Hello, Tochiko. How are you doing? Hi, David. I'm doing very well. And you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How's the day been? How's the day been? Uh, well, day has been good. Trying to wrap up for the week. Um yeah, just try to wrap up for the week, trying to already looking towards the weekend. Well, it's been good finishing the week strong. <laughs> Thank yeah. Thank you. Yeah, finishing the week strong. Yeah, that's that's the yeah. most important thing. Yeah. I'm telling you. I'm yeah. telling you. Um, thank you for the opportunity and the time to be here. Yeah, as sure. well. Um tell us about yourself. Okay. So um my name is Tuchuko. I currently head products at Flex Finance. Um, Flex Finance is a, is a solution for helping businesses manage their, their spending. So it's like a spend management solution. Basically, what we do at Flex is to empower businesses to know and manage um, how their spending is happening, to know, and to also um, have efficient processes to managing their spending. Yeah. So before before products, um, before taking it to as a product head of products, I've I've done product designs for like two digital banks here in Nigeria. Um, I was also do I also led design for Mintable. Mintable is an um, um is an NFT listing platform currently backed by Mark Cuban, and um. In my in my past, very very early stage of my career, I was also um, handling branding. That's brand design. I started off with brand design and then into product design, and now bigger product role. So what I do now is cut across for product design, product management, product strategy, product implementation. It's way broader than just design. Yeah. So that's that's a brief about me. Um, this is this is really you have had experience in product management, product design, UX. Uh, you are like a very vital tool for like any company that wants to make impact 
<laughs> in the market. Um, well, well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so um, tell me, was this something you had planned while choosing your career? Like, was this something you, when you started with like, when you started with like UX design and stuff, was this what you already had planned? Like, okay, this and this are what I want to accomplish so that when I want to get a job, it's, I'm always like a hot cake in the market. Was this something that you had to plan and plan around the strategy towards or was it something that just fell into place? It had planning, like a lot of planning as well. Because while I was doing brand design, I always wanted to solve problems. Right? I I wasn't just part of that block of designers that um, um, see designers acts. I think there are some brand designers that see designers acts. I'm sorry, some. But most of us do see designers as a tool to solve problems. Yeah. So I I just wanted to solve problems. So when I when when UX design became so much of a thing, I just okay, this is like another good way to solve problems. I just switched from brands. I tried at UX as UX UI. And um after that I started looking at this, okay, how can I grow? How can I grow in this particular area and this particular stage that I am right now? And I started seeing a trajectory for growth in UX. And one important thing to note was while trying to grow, I I realized that yeah, design is one thing, but then product is is another it's product is way broader. You have to understand how how your design is actually going to impact, right? It's not just about designing and then shipping to the PS and say, okay, I've shipped. I think for you to be a very vital designer, you have to understand how your not just how your design is being implemented. What's the impact of the solutions that you're bringing? So that's where product comes into place. Setting the, um, looking at the intersection between the user needs, the business goals, and the technology, um, technological constraints. Yeah, so that's just, I just took the trajectory, like looking at the next stage. I was always cautious of, okay, uh, where I am at a point in time and what the next stage for growth look like. So that's why I found myself here. Wow. Wow, wow, that's that's really cool. Um, I I noticed yeah. I noticed you you had a bachelor's in political science, but yes. like when I went through like your profile, I noticed you had not really like used it in like job roles and stuff like that. So, <laughs> I'm curious. No, I, I know it's Nigeria, but but I'm curious. Like, why did you go for like a course that you you didn't have like plans to use in the future? Okay, so it's, it's that I knew this was still going to come and hit me someday. <laughs> okay, so um, so I've always loved government. I've always been passionate about how how people are governed and policies. This was like during my secondary school days era. In fact, government was like my best subject. So when I finished secondary school, I was like, hey, I'm going to do political science, right? But then at the same time, I was very passionate about computers. Like immediately after my secondary school, I went, I started competing since around 2009. I started working on Corel Draw, desktop publishing stuff. And so I like, I was really passionate about computers. At the same time, I didn't see myself reading computer science because my, my passion was more design inclined, right, than engineering inclined. So I did not see. Um, I didn't see that I needed to reach computer science to get that point. I like so what I did was I just picked up 
I mean, I really liked government and government was, I think for me, I preferred government computer science to read as a course. Because if there was something, if if we had a lot of schools given probably, I know there were some schools doing graphic design, but the school I wanted to go for, that wasn't a course. So I just went for government, right? And you, you can never tell. It's not like I'm never going to use it. I mean, I could be your governor in the next five years or 10 years. <laughs> Amen. Who can tell, right? So I can still get to use that. Yeah, yeah. So um, one thing people would like to know, um, I feel like a lot of like product, product managers and product design, like I see like one of the, I, and I know you see this very often when someone begins to like learn product management or someone goes into like UI and UX, the first thing they are designing is a fintech app, a fintech landing page or something like that. Yeah. So um, we want to know, me and on behalf of the rest of them, <laughs> um, how is it to work in a fintech company? Like, tell us, how is, how is it to work in fintech? That's a very good question. It's uh, working, working for a fintech it's interesting it's very adventurous at the same time it's hard bro like i can tell you that for sure okay for a fintech it's not it's not an easy slice no it's not it's it's difficult because this morning it's like you have um, regulations hitting you and the other morning you have these and you have that even developing fintech products fintech products are large and at some point can be very complex. So even as an engineer, as a designer, you know, it's, you know, FinTech also has different branches. <laughs> like we can have people working like their particular um, area of concentration is digital banking. They have people working for complex stuff like insurance. They have we working for, working at the um, um, spend management side. FinTech can, really really complex so but at the same time it's an it's an interesting journey because you get to learn you get to learn a lot so you work for a fintech um you know one thing about challenges is is that challenges strengthen us so new day new challenges a challenge is an opportunity to become better at what you do so it's it has it has an avenue to make to make to make you better if you're willing to like put your head down and and take the tax head on so that's that's like that's that's what it's like to work for a fintech. Tell us how a day in the life of a product lead in a fintech company would look like. Like how a mm. proper day, how your proper day would look like. So a day in the life of a product lead for a fintech. That's a good question. So I wake up in the morning. Um, first thing I do is I pray. Then I I try to do like daily cleanup. I like clean up my space because it helps me to just um put my put my head in place to work right because I wake up pretty early. And um when I'm done with that, I just do a little prep work, um, not more than like an hour or one hour, 30 minutes. It's like my routine. And after that, I I exercise, I go to the gym. So, well, I don't spend so much time there. Right? When I'm done, I head to the office. 
So my day in the office is mostly meetings. So I have to then look at, okay, the product team, um, what are we working on currently? Um, have different meetings with my product designers to know exactly, um, to know like how they are solving the current problem that they're solving. Then I would also have a talk with my with engineers as well. Um, engineer managers, not necessarily the engineers themselves to know, okay, we're trying to push out this future and this future, where are we now? What are the challenges that you're facing? And yeah, it's mostly meetings, right? Then I have to, I also have some stakeholder meetings. And one thing um, I do for sure is I, I involve like my other stakeholders, like um, head of growth, um, head of operations, head of engineering, okay. We're trying to do this, what do you think? What are, what are your perspectives? I try to learn from people because, I mean, they are also here building the product with us. Because hate or love it, everyone is a problem solver, right? You just need to put them with that, in that position and you can see that, okay, everyone can solve. It's just how you can facilitate that, right? And outside that, just dot my T's and cross, um, cross my T's and dot my I's, rather have a meeting at the end of the day, making sure that everything is good and that's it. I go home and I go and rest. But it's mostly meetings, different different stakeholder meetings. That's what my day mostly looks like. Wow. Wow, that's that's so cool. God win. God win. Now wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Man, for this government, I've just said that you have to like give us the roadmap. You have to explain to us, like for uh, people, for people that have been listening to this, that would that would want to achieve that position of like a product lead, a product lead from like someone just starting their career of some from someone about to start. Like, what's the roadmap? Yeah, that's a good question. What's the roadmap? Well, I would say. Is there, is, is there a new roadmap per se? You know, one thing about growth is there are principles, but there's no one size fits all. Like there are different tools in the box you can use, but I really can't say do this, do that, but I can give you some things that can be that should be done or can be done, but not necessarily. Um, so what I'm trying to explain is if I went through A, B, C, D, E, it's a good process, but doesn't necessarily mean that this other person has to go through ABC. There are different people that are, for example, I, I, I became a product lead from a product design background and then transitioned, but there are people that become product leads from um, product management backgrounds, for example. So it might not be the same. Uh, and then they don't have any background on brand design, right? So, well, yeah, I would, I would try and um, break it down. So one thing I would say, um, or a series of things rather, a roadmap to becoming a product lead. First thing is, even whether you're designing or you're engineering or you're um, managing people like, like product managers, like managing people working in product and product itself, you have to really know, like you have to be, um, have that problem solving orientation. Right, understand the problem you're solving, understand the solution. You have to be really, really passionate about people that you're solving the problem for. Right. 
It's not just about doing the design and shipping it out or writing the code and shipping it out or managing the whole process. Okay, um, you are a PM, you've managed um, the design part and the engineering part and the intersection and then you ship. You have to really get deep down, like fold your shirts and get the streets to really get to understand how people are actually using this and how it's impacting them. I think this is actually very, 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 very important. And also, you have to be aware of the business goals from a high level. Okay, what is what is this? What is my business trying to achieve? The company I work for, what's our key goal, right, for this quarter? What does success look like for us this quarter or for this month or for this year? And then see, how, see if the things you're actually working on can actually help that. Right, can actually impact that, right? See if the designs you're working on, see if the code base you're working on or whatever, see if it's actually going towards towards um, this direction. It is when you get to this level that you cannot get to see, you cannot get to discuss with stakeholders even higher than you are bringing it up out and say, okay, I noticed we brought about this feature, but then we have, we also said that we're going to achieve X, Y, Z, for example, um, how does this feature impact this? Or I think if this can be done in this way, it's things like that that make people see that leadership traits in you that, okay, um, this person could actually take this. If given the opportunity, this person, this person is really, really obsessed about what we're doing here, people we're building for, what we're building, how it's affecting us as a business, right? So you have to really be passionate about that. And also about how these things will be implemented technologically. You have to know, okay, we're trying to shape out this feature. Um, even if you don't know the nitty-gritty of the implementation, but at least how can this be done? What does an MVP look like? You just have to put yourself in that product mindset, even if you're a designer, like gradually. It's not, it's not um, it's not a A to Z thing, it's a gradual process, it's a gradual working path, right? Gradually put yourself in that process to try to understand, okay, how are people using this product? Has impacted them. How can we ship better products? Well, this is what I have designed, and this is what they've implemented. Go back there, go to this staging, check it out. Is this actually what I did? Is this would this actually impact people? How are people using it? What's the feedback? You have to be concerned about that. It is things like this: the strategy, the planning. It's to add to what I said that actually makes up people lovely. So it's a gradual working path. Just take note of these things and. I mean, anyone trying to get there will get there. Definitely. Definitely. Tell us one or two mistakes that you had made in the course of your career um, and how you have like solved them. I, I don't know. It might be yeah. helpful to someone here. It might be helpful to like a an aspiring product lead. Like just give us like two or three unique problems that you have solved and like uh, that you have had at the course of your career and how you are navigated through them. Okay. Um in my career, one or two, one or two or two or three which one do you want? As many as many so, as possible. <laughs> as many as I can pull. Okay. Um challenges are faced. Um challenges are faced. Um, okay, yeah. So one way I've actually one thing I've seen is um I think this is not actually this is this is actually a general principles 
Don't just only listen to what your users are saying. Also observe what you're doing, learn from it. So um, there are times when we're trying to be the future and then just went ahead and, okay, these are said this, these are said that. Like, like we, we, we took too much into account what they were saying. I'm not saying we shouldn't, right? But we should also observe, learn from what they're using now, right? Learn from the things that they've actually done Learn from other things other than just what they're saying, right? So we actually build on what Jesus was saying and we realized that what they actually said was a great to have, but it was not necessarily how they were. If, if, we, were to, if we implemented that in that particular way, it wasn't necessarily going to solve their problem. We had to really deep down to really observe what they were doing and really get to know that, oh, wow, this is, this is actually different from what we actually thought. Right. So don't just listen to, it's not just, when I say listen to users, it's not just going to get everything they are saying and then download it, no. Right. You have to really get to observe, like, what's the hidden details? That's what makes a good um, solution. You're actually trying to dig deep. You're trying to reframe a problem. What is that says is a problem could be part of the problem, yes, but could not really be the key or the actual problem. You have to, like, try to observe, right, see um learn from what they've used before to so really by asking why right you get to even uncover areas that they never even felt was the problem and then you can get to reframe that problem in a way that you give them a better solution so i think this is one thing that's strange first in the past and we've been able to overcome let me just give you this one i think if you go through i'll just go really broad oh okay okay um just now, pardon me yeah you pardon know i understand <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was expecting another one, yeah. But uh, finally, as we as we are rounding up the podcast, I want to ask a question, and um, yeah. I know this is like a very general question on Twitter because like a lot of people ask. But I think the best person yeah. we should be asking is our founders and product leads like you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So now the question is, why do we need? another fintech company in Nigeria? Okay, like, that's we have a very good question. Many fintech companies. That's a very, very good question. Why do we need another okay. one? So the reason why we need another fintech company is the same reason why we can we may need another edtech company and um, whatnot, right? It's because people still have diverse problems. I mean, Look at um, the case of spend management now in Nigeria. We're like, we are the number one, and we are most likely like among the top. At the point we were, we were the only ones, right? At the point we were the only ones solving spend spend management and we are the number one in Nigeria right now and in Africa among the leading spend management solutions. Should people have problems? Like. We have fintech products in Nigeria, yes, but it doesn't, it hasn't, we haven't got to that level yet where we can say, okay, we've solved all the problems. And can, can you really get to that level where you've solved everybody's problem? Finance, like, say, okay, when it comes to the finance sector, everything about every problem everyone has has been solved. I don't think so. I think like there's that people would always have, there will always be problems that if you can dig deep, there are problems to solve, right? And again, I think, um, Nigeria fintech sector, as much as um, um, it's been tapped, there are still a lot of opportunities 
to even tap it even more. A whole lot more opportunities to tap it even more. Like, like I can't even um, um see how much there's still a lot of things to be done, right? So I think there are a lot of opportunities for a lot of a lot more fintech companies to grow and start here in Nigeria. I think we have a good space. I think we have um and if you look at it too, it looks as if everyone is actually using fintech products, right? Like um fintech products entirely, right? Yeah. Not just fintech, the banking and all. But if you look at it, there are actually a lot of people that are still on banks. If you look at the statistics, so that shows that there are still more things to be done. There are still more people you can reach. There are still more more people you can impact with your solutions, right? There are a whole lot more. But the key of this is because there are there are problems and problems have to be solved. Whether it's fintech or insurtech, there are problems. I mean, why not just solve it if you can, right? So that's. I hope I've given you a, enough answer to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so before I let you go, I, I would want to know, I would want to know, in, in speaking of fintechs now, um, mm-hmm. what is left to solve? Like, what other problems in the fintech space have you seen and be like, wow, this should well, be worked on? Off the, off the top of my head, on the top of my head. Um, I think credits. I think the area of credits can... I think we've only scratched the surface of credits when it comes to credits as a credit as a product. I think there are there are a lot of there are a lot of other ways we can we can actually like use credits and in this particular area, I think this area has a lot of opportunities to to boom and to scale and to best a lot of other fintech products. So I think credits credit is a good area that can that's that can still be worked on. Capitalize on to best a lot of other um, solutions. Yeah. So credits. Wow, it was it was really nice having you on the podcast, Ochiku. Thank you so Thank so you. much. Thank, Thank you for having me, David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this was really fun, and I hope we get to do this some other time. Yeah, so thank you so yeah, much. Sure do. All right. Thank you, David. David Michael. Which one which one I want to call you? David, right. David. Yeah. David. All right. David. Thank you, David. Um, I really had fun um talking about fintech and product and startup and yeah, we should actually do this again. Thank you for staying till the end of the podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you get notified every time we drop an episode. And also share to people in the tech ecosystem that you feel this might be of value too. To have a wonderful day and see you in the next episode.